we had so many new experiences, whether it was raccoons swimming in our swimming pool, whether it was you calling 911 on me and the right. stormtroopers, you know, storming through my house. We just had so many new experiences going to Italy. We vacationed with friends that we met last yeah, year on a whim. Yeah. So we just did so many new things. Right. And I want that to continue going into 2023. Let's do it. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. Hey, what's up? How's it going? My name is Edward Copeland. I'm glad to be here. Uh, It's wonderful to see your face and also to be in the presence of amazing individuals that are listening to this in your car, in your headphones. I'm here with you. Okay. Thank you for that. This is episode (laughs) number 177. Woo! That's kind of cool. Yeah. We're going to do a rebrand this year. I've decided on the Push Podcast. We need to do a photo shoot. We need to come up with a better website. Um, We're going to do a better job of blogging. And we're going to do a better job of kind of guest posting Mm. on different outlets, whether it be with other creators, maybe on social media, or submitting some of our thoughts or frameworks to big magazine publications, but we're going to do big things with the Push Podcast this year. Love it. I'm just letting you know that. Thank you. Thank you. So you uh, might want to work on your intro. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I'll. I'll, Do you have a what in the world? God, I mean. Our whole life is a what in the world. Yeah. So we saw um, Avatar. Mm -hmm. And my what in the world is, man, I mean, you talk about taking 15 years to make something Mm -hmm. like i I don't know if i could spend 15 years on one thing yeah james cameron good goal setting um, what a fantastic movie it was long as hell but it was great yeah and my what in the world is is like who comes up with the languages they are using in these movies that Mm -hmm. sound real like they like they had subtitles and like yeah like like this does this exist and i don't think it's any language that's actually real but when they develop languages for movies, it boggles my mind. Yeah. I think it is a real thing because if not, you're just making a bunch of noises. No, and they did how that. How would you know? Well, George Lucas did it for Star Wars. They made up a language. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a made up language. But oh. I think they're they're like, mm, Zoe, you didn't actually say that right. <laughs> like, you know, it's you actually, need to it's actually pronounced. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's, it's crazy. But that's my what in the world is like how, I mean, man, human beings are are so capable Mm -hmm. and so amazing. And, you know, James Cameron, just like any other person, he's a regular dude that just had like has an idea and has the wherewithal and the diligence to stay with it. They said that in the process of making that movie, he basically became a marine biologist, but Mm -hmm. Because of all the research they were doing, because a lot of the movie takes place underwater, they found 68 new species underwater 
that they had never found before. I think it's a bonus. Like, it's hey, like, I'm making this cool movie. Now I'm like qualified to be a marine biologist. And right. oh, by the way, here you go, science. I discovered 68 new species for you. I feel like then marine biologists are not actually doing the right job because if this <laughs> well, they guy didn't, who they makes didn't movies- a, They didn't have a billion dollar budget to true. do. True. So I, I just feel like someone's like, there's a miss here. Right. I mean- But it but was a great movie. It was a great movie. And it was it, they spent a billion dollars to make do it. Do you think it's going to surpass what the first Avatar did? It's going to have to. It has well, to. Yeah, based on the budget. But do you think people still care about Avatar? Like- do you think it's going to get the same rave reviews that the original one did? Because we showed up. Oh, this is my what in the world. As I said in the last episode, I had surgery on Monday. And then Eddie tells oh, us shit. on Wednesday. <laughs> Eddie says on Wednesday, are you going to be OK to go to the movies? And Jordan says, Dad, the movie doesn't come out till Thursday. And he says, no, it comes out on Wednesday. I already bought the tickets. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll pop some pills. And you know, all I'm doing is sitting at home watching TV anyways. So I actually get up, you know, throw on some warm clothes. I'm excited to get out of the house and sit in a reclining chair. We walk into, we drive into the parking lot and the shopping center where the movie theater is here in Glendora. Eddie says, oh, I bet you all these people are going to see Avatar. Look how busy this shopping center is. And I was like, ah, it's also Christmas. Don't know if they're here for Avatar. We pull up to that. We, we stay, you know, stake out a parking spot, find great parking, get lucky. Go up to the movie theater and not a single soul is in line at the movie theater. We walk right in, walk right to the front. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think all this traffic was for the movie theater, honey. He hands the ticket to the girl and she said, um, sir, this is for tomorrow. And we're like, oh, OK. I was like, uh, I was like what kind of error do you have on your website on, yeah. the, on the AMC app? There was no allowing error. you to buy tickets for the wrong day and that's Shame not what you. happened guys he bought the tickets the tickets literally said thursday she's like yeah it says it right here and so jordan we leave and jordan says i told you it was for thursday and he said i think they made a mistake on their end yeah but i asked the lady i was like well do you have a midnight show because i mean i'm just sleeping i could sleep anytime and she goes no it actually doesn't come out until thursday you can yeah. come back tomorrow i do not know how i made that mistake yeah well it was no pretty clue. funny yeah i think sometimes if i get excited about things i think you just want to will it to happen i will auto correct yeah. and like create the 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 date so, so we go back the second day i thought right? you forgot about that i Jeez. didn't we go back the you just thought i was drugged and <laughs> i wouldn't remember so we go back the second day and we pull up find another parking spot and we walk in he goes i hope they didn't make another error today because <laughs> this is getting a little out of hand they better let us see this movie yeah. today we're AMC just like okay around. dad yeah if amc if you want to be a sponsor for the show uh, i'll take this out oh. but you know until then you guys need to fix your website because i am quite certain it yeah. had the date for Wednesday. Okay. Another so. thing, my what in the world kind of speaking about, you know, we're watching kind of entertainment and I think December is a month for us to take it easy. We watch movies, we hang out. Remember back in the day, a few years ago, we didn't watch any television. Right. We were just on grind season. We just didn't have time for it. We were above television and movies. Right. And we're not there anymore. We're right. like, we're going to take some time and relax, especially during the holidays. And so we watched the six episodes of Harry and Meghan. Mm -hmm. Here's what I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. I do not think that it's very fair that she's being attacked for outing the royals. And so that's my first question is like, 
when it was all hyped up about, you know, they're going to air out all the royals' dirty laundry, she was getting attacked for that. That's so rude. You know, this institution has been established for hundreds of years. And here she comes along. She wants to destroy the monarchy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, damn, what's she talking about in this like documentary? Because I mean, I've got some stuff I want to talk about, too. But I'm like, does my family need to die before I could bring out all these secrets? I think so. <laughs> but if she can remove herself from the royal family and create a six series documentary and out the royals, that's pretty ballsy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to say we watched it. I don't think she aired out any dirty laundry. I think they did a really good job of just kind of telling their side of the story what their experience was. Harry especially is like, yeah, we were sheltered. Like there were certain things we didn't ask questions about. It's just how you do it. This is the institution, you being a part of the system. This is just how it goes. Don't ask questions. And I think that he did that. He didn't ask questions until he saw like the ramifications of how it negatively impacted his mom. And then how it was negatively impacting his wife and just said, yeah, at some point we got to say, this isn't healthy for the women in right, our lives. Right. And so I thought that they could have said so many things about the royals, but they did not. And instead, I think it was about them having the opportunity to tell their love story, to talk about, you know, how they were kind of like progressing as a couple and like they wanted to be off the grid before it blew up in the media. He was like trying to kind of tell her, but they didn't really know. Right. And I just thought it was really well done. And I think that if you're one of those people that's like, ah, screw them. We don't care about the royals. I was just intrigued. And I also was like, OK, she's being slammed for airing dirty laundry. But I don't think they did that at all. No. Well, Here's the thing. I I get some people may hear Harry and Markle and and they think Harry oh, and my, Meghan. H Harry and Meghan, Meghan Markle, Markle. Uh, and they immediately move to the place where you just mentioned, like, oh, I don't care about the royals. I don't care about the situation. Mm -hmm. They're all privileged individuals. Like they don't have to even really work and and do things, yeah. or whatever. But what's interesting that I thought was interesting is that um, you learn a lot about how another country operates. Like the UK is heavy in their tabloids. Like their tabloids yep. is where a lot of people get their news. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if anyone knows this or many people know this, but they're able to have news outlets that are outright conservative or outright uh, left-leaning or outright just gossip mm -hmm. because they do have a medium in which they pay into. So PB, I think it's PBS. Yes, I think it's PBS. Oh no, BBC, excuse mm -hmm. me. BBC is um, tax funded. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's where they can get neutral, the news, basically neutrality. So they mm -hmm. can get objective news that doesn't have a leaning. Okay. Right. And so, which is really cool when you think about like, like when we watch, you know, different news outlets in America, like sometimes those news outlets can you know, be, you know, left leaning or right leaning, mm -hmm. but they come across as if they're being objective Okay, where they or their news is very much explicit. Like this is the side that we do news on. And so they're OK with it. It's, a, it's an agreement. So I say all that to say that because of the the fact that their their economy a lot of it that they're talking about in this uh, a, this documentary is built on these gossip newspapers tabloids. these mm -hmm. tabloids make millions and millions and millions of dollars mm -hmm. simply talking about the royals yeah and the problem that the, that i th i understood why they did it is because in that they have no control over what's being said about them right. at all mm -hmm. and and part of it is that for them they they're supposed to be 
you know, sovereign and not say anything and not mm -hmm. respond. They're above it. Right. But then I think that they got to a place where it got really ugly mm -hmm. and they were really tearing her down because of her popularity in the family. And then it got to a place where they had to separate themselves because no one was supporting them and they didn't feel like they had no one had their back. Yeah. And so I think it's just an interesting thing that they did the, the documentary to tell their side. Right. And I loved the part where they were saying like Princess Diana in an interview was saying like, I'm an in-law. I was married into this institution. I wasn't raised into this. And somehow people wound up really liking me. My popularity was really high. And I was on tour with my husband, Prince Charles. And all of a sudden people were upset because you know, they're going down this like tunnel and people have lined the streets to say hi to the royals and they're upset because they're on King Charles um, mm -hmm. side, not Princess Diana's or Prince Charles. Right. And so Prince Charles apparently starts to give her attitude and basically say, like, you're not even a royal. You're just my wife. And like the entitlement of that, right? Mm -hmm. So like your popularity is greater than mine and I brought you into this. And, and I'm so, the future king. Right. And <laughs> then the same happened with Megan. Like they right. talked about the height of her popularity where little black girls were now like black people were really invested in it because now they've seen themselves and that could have been a really pivotal turning point for like the monarchy. And when she reached a certain kind of height of popularity and it was more than the future king, Prince Williams or Kate, she had kind of like eclipsed everybody else in popularity. That's when all of these negative false stories started to kind of be plugged into the media. Right. And then they show you the fact that they literally hired investigators to figure out where is all this stuff coming from. And they can check IP addresses. They can check Twitter addresses. Right. And there were only 74 Twitter accounts, like users with the same IP addresses that were basically starting these millions and millions of negative well, comments. Well, different IP address, addresses, but they were starting these rumors. One of stuff. them was her sister. Yeah, which And is then crazy. your dad sells you off like that. It's just like. I'm going to tell you right now, I know a couple people in my family, if anything like that ever happened, they would totally talk for money. Yeah. And that's shitty to say. Yeah. And then it, then it kind of sparked us having this conversation because, you know, you can look at that and still say, it's really not that bad. I mean, they're, you know, they still have a certain level of lifestyle, they have money. And then you start to compare your trauma with someone else's trauma mm -hmm. or your life and, and how hard it was versus someone else's. And it's a very interesting thing because you can easily say, cause she admits that she was suicidal mm -hmm. and you can go, God, I mean, can't you just ignore it? Yeah. Right. Well, Eddie then, said that. Couldn't you just ignore it? And I was like, <laughs> Well, first of all, we've never been famous like that, no, right? No. You've never been on the cover of every single magazine and where they're literally picking apart every aspect of your life while your private life is falling apart. Like your dad is selling you out, your sister's starting so this So you got whole all these places, all these entities creating a narrative about your life mm -hmm. and you're told not to say and respond yeah, to any of don't it. Don't respond. That's not what we do here. Right. And people formulate opinions yeah. and then people respond and they act on those things. And so, you know, she said- um, Death threats. So she said, I didn't realize that people listened to those things mm -hmm. until I was, we were doing a, a, an event and someone said, I can't believe what you're doing to your father. And yeah. she was like, what? Yeah. Right? And so, it, it, I don't know. I mean- I think I might've stopped and had a little conversation with that fan, <laughs> but you're not supposed to. Right. So I'd like, have been fired but from that's the royal a, family. You change one person's mind and then like you got millions of people yeah. who think a certain way about you. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I mean, it's tough. I mean, I can't sit here and say that I can ignore it all. I, you know, I haven't been ridiculed yeah. on every news outlet in that particular country and then international news outlets like Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then you are like your friends and your family, like checking in on you. Are you okay? Cause yeah. they're, they're bringing it to you. Did you see what they said about you? Right. And it's right. like all from a place of love, but it's also like, yeah, that's not true. How many times do I have to say that? Right. So I do think that that could really play a toll on harming your mental health for right. sure. And right. then, and I asked you, I was like, do you want to be famous like this? I'm like, just give me a day. Yeah, we were like, oh, that'd be fun for a day. Right, because we were looking at them and how they were responding to paparazzis. And I was like, you, you're making this more dangerous than you need to. Can't, I mean, they're just <laughs> taking pictures. I mean, but. Right, just smile, wave. I, I, again, we, we and, I'm, we tr- and I'm trying to have empathy because it's very easy for me to say, just ignore it. Yeah. Just drive. They take pictures. So what? Yeah. Right. But I have a certain level of control of my narrative in my life. I yep. can put a. Instagram post out. I can put something on TikTok. I can. You couldn't do that. But if I couldn't do that, then that would be um, debilitating. Yeah. If like you don't have a sense of control of that. So. So. Um. So yeah, we watched the whole royal thing, and then we're watching the crown right now. We still have to watch Manifest. We're going to be watching some TV during the holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't want to you don't want to watch it with the Copas because we pause and we have conversations. Oh, we, the only reason we actually watch TV is to just have stimulating conversations. Right. Like the, these these you know the events and the things that you see they deserve to be talked about. Yeah. I right? think there's a lot to be learned from situations. Hundred yeah. percent. So we went to dinner last night. We we're with my sister and my brother-in-law. We were telling them like the royal family has like. Jessica and Tony would have their own like media representatives. Mm -hmm. We would have our own. And like each week, the media representatives from each family get together and they go, okay, who do we want to run an article on? Because Eddie and Janelle were getting ready to publish this shit about you. But, and then we, we were joking and I was like, nah, Jess and Tone got to take one this week. Like what kind of shit should we throw to the media this week that kind of puts them down? But imagine like, it's a puzzle piece. It's a game right. to see like, ah, this week we don't want the attention here. We're going to divert the attention here, but they were never diverting the attention away from Megan. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things It's like, I guess there's many types of people, but I, I think of like, there's fighters and then there's people that, that fleet, that mm-hmm. fly, that was it fleeters, <laughs> fighters, fight and fleeters. or fly, <laughs> fight, fight or flight. Um, and I think that both of us are fighters, mm-hmm. right? And so I I don't know how two individuals like us would handle that. I don't think I, well together I, we'd be remarkable, but like. But I'm just saying, like if 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 I'm a in a royal situation, right, and I'm being talked about, my instinct is to fight back. Yeah. Right. Well, me too. You're not gonna say some dumb shit and about like me. Somebody says, "No, you can't say anything." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I gotta fight." Yeah. Right. And so, but there are people who who fleed, and yeah. so. Is, and, I, and, I, and it makes me watching that story. And I think this is good for people to know, like for watching that story, they fled yeah, because of the fact that fighting would be futile, right? Mm-hmm. Like that you would get nothing out of it. There's no way you're going to change the mm-hmm. minds. So for us, we would be basically fighting underwater, yeah, like swinging with no, where you're not going to yeah. win, right? You're not going to change the hearts and minds of the media who are making millions of dollars of the drama just because you want to fight back somehow. Don't you think, I mean, I feel like if we were forced to be silent, the only way you could kind of cope is like a bit of elitism. Like, oh, we have to just, because you'd hear in your head over and over, you're above this, you're better than this. And at some point you start to believe that shit. Like, right. Oh, you're right. We are better than this. And you start acting really regal and royal and shit. And then before you know it, you're completely out of touch. Yeah. 
I see how that could happen. Well, also, I mean, you think about like the the rumor about Chris Paul and Kim Kardashian, uh-huh. right? They didn't respond that that uh-huh. I saw, uh-huh. and it, it kind of went away. Yeah. Right. And so, is there something to that? Like, is there a point of saying if I do nothing, mm. these things will die off, and I don't respond? Which kind of plays into the strategy that the royals were trying to tell her to do is to, you know, fall back, fall back, and it, you know it'll go away. So I, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. that all plays out, but that's. Anyways, enough about the royals. Moving yeah. on. I hope everyone took a lesson from that. <laughs> maybe you're on. going through something where you need to make a decision where you need to fight or flee or, fight or, or maybe flight. do nothing. Yeah. I right. Mean. But I think doing nothing has to be a, an action, if that makes sense. Okay. Right. It's not about like um you know getting to a place where you just you know surrender right but maybe it's like i am going to do nothing on purpose because i think mm. nothing in this point in time is probably the best action i think thinking about no action. like should i respond should i not i think asking yourself is this helpful right is this yeah. going to be helpful if i do and right i think you could always find yeah it's gonna be helpful for my mental health because you're talking shit about me yeah i, I mean and that's the thing with you know, business owners go through this individual someone something's posted and you respond a negative and, Yelp and, review. and usually when you respond depending on how you respond in most cases you're lighting things on fire yeah. like you're adding gas to the flame mm-hmm. right and so i don't know something interesting all right well let's move into the fact that it's 2023 Already? Um, can you believe that? I don't even know where 2022 went. I feel like this year was kind of like a blink, a blip for us. What do you think? Yeah. Super I mean, fast. I, I think it, you start to shake off like COVID and you shake off 2020 and 2021 felt like a hangover from COVID mm-hmm. from 2020 and then 2022 felt like new beginnings, but then you had like little things come up. Right. And so I don't know. You have monkey pox and then, you know, things got a little crazy in 2022. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know. It was kind of one of those years. We've had a pretty crazy 2022. Yeah. I mean, we had some really great moments. Uh, I believe we do it to Italy in 2022. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was the same year. Mm-hmm. That was our whole travel fiasco. If you right. didn't like right. listen to that, go listen to those episodes <laughs> about how the entire trip was just wrong and right. we couldn't go. And it was the whole thing. Um, yeah, that was entertaining. Uh, let's see. Kayla went back to, we bought a house in Scotland yeah, this year. Yeah. Got attacked on TikTok. Yeah. Something went viral. That was kind of one of those things. Should we have not responded? Should we, you know? Yeah. Who knows? I don't who know. Knows? <laughs> um, the fight came out. So we'll go through like some questions to kind of reflect on our 2022. Yeah. The reason we're doing this is because um, this episode is about goal setting for 2023 and kind of just discovering what it is you want and being a little more purposeful and planful if that's not something you normally do. So I want to invite you, if you haven't already signed up for our planning party, the planning party is something I've done now since 2018. And it's basically just a way for me to kind of put myself into a state of gratitude, go back the whole first day is about reflecting and kind of just journaling and really going back to see all of the things that you got to experience. Like I know that every year I'm like, God, I want to spend more time with my niece and nephew. And then when I go back and look at photos or, you know, Instagram posts, I'm like, actually I did pretty good. I saw them on average every other week, you know? Um, So giving yourself kind of the permission and the wherewithal to acknowledge the things that were really great in your life for the year. Cause I think when we first um, initially think about, I want to, create new year's goals and resolutions for the upcoming new year, 
you kind of just want to close that chapter of the previous year, whether you hit those goals, you didn't, you might feel like a loser because you didn't stick to your new year's resolutions. Mm. But the reason you want to go back and kind of reflect is because there was so much to learn from that year that I think you shouldn't be setting resolutions for the upcoming year until you close out that year. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and yeah. So the planning party is going to be a time to reflect and close out the year with gratitude. We're going to teach you how to dream bigger and better and be specific with goals. Um, there's going to be a lot of self-discovery where you can tap into some desires and wants and figure out how to create more of whatever it is you want. So mm -hmm. maybe this year is about making more money, creating more joy, taking more time off, taking more vacation, spending more time doing the things that you love. Um, I don't think you really know what you want going into it until you can see what things brought you joy from the previous year. Yeah. We'll help you identify like time wasters, establish and build new routines and rewards to stay on track. And then just like how to stay committed to that throughout the year. So if you're interested in signing up for that, click the show notes that starts Monday, January 2nd through the 6th. And if you want to kind of get in the spirit now and start doing some New Year's planning, I'm going to link these in the show notes, but episode 69 was filmed a couple years ago, but how to set yourself up to win for the new year. Episode 70, uh, 10 reasons why people don't set goals and why you should. Mm. Episode 71, 10 things, tips for crushing your goals in 2021. And then another one, which was episode 123, seven tips to kick off the new year. So yeah. we have some New Year's things that you can go through and binge listen. And if you don't want to watch The Crown, that the Push Podcast is a great way <laughs> to go and figure out how to start planning your year. But if you're a small business owner, and you want to join us for a kind of a business plan planning party. Um, we're calling it Master Your 2023, a step-by-step -step recipe guide to goal setting strategy and planning for small business owners. That's going to be the following Monday, January 9th. Again, all this is in the show notes, but you're going to learn how to set bigger and better goals to help you achieve business success. Um, that's short and long-term goals. How to um, be smart about your time management how to measure your progress, how to stay motivated and accountable for the whole year. And then when it's a good idea to goal adjust like mm -hmm. throughout the year, because I think we need to do that. It might be necessary. So um, those are two things that you can sign up to uh, join us for, or you can just go back and listen to all those podcasts for a bunch of tips on how to kick off the new year with some really great strategies and goal setting and stuff like that. So yeah. I thought that we would spend a couple of minutes kind of wrapping things up or kind of discussing our 2022 mm -hmm. um, just with some reflection and gratitude because we are going to be setting some goals as a couple um, for 2023. And I, one, I got to make sure we're on the right page. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you might want to be a professional gambler this year and I'm not for that. What? I'm okay. kidding. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's important for couples to have kind of like a not a coming to Jesus moment, but you should be doing some goal planning and strategizing together as you get into the new year. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, I agree. I think that the hardest thing every single year is you start to think about, OK, I have to make this big goal because last year I didn't make a goal or I didn't stay on top of my goal. And so I think doing these practices and then trying to stay aware. And that's the biggest thing is like staying conscious that you do have a goal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. because there's so many distractions, there's so many things that 
can happen. You can get the police called on you, right? And all of a sudden you forget everything that's mm-hmm. going on, right? But the question is, is like, how do you stay conscious and aware that you're in pursuit of something? Mm. And I think that that is an area that everyone needs to work on. I know I need to work on that. And it's like, okay, here's what we're trying to accomplish. And I heard uh, uh, someone say this, and I think it was uh, Emmanuel Ocho, right? Mm-hmm. He said, I don't set goals, right? And, and I don't know, I, and I could debate that, right? Yeah. But he said, I set objectives. Mm. And he, and I think it's just, it's just a wordplay, but I think it, it's interesting because he says, I set objectives of things that I want to be in pursuit of for that year. Because a t- a t- many times when you're setting a goal, you either achieve it and then you're like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you forget about it yeah. and because it's not something that's a pursuit. And so sometimes you have to like say, hey, here's our a goal or slash pr- objective of pursuit of this thing. Yeah. Right. And, you're, and your whole goal is to stay on track for this thing and, and track it and measure it and see your progress. And then you can put a mile marker of saying, this is how we know we're successful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times seeing the progress means that you're successful. Well, you know? I think just changing that, like from a goal, like, hey, this is the goal. You either hit it or you don't. You like, this is the objective we're going to be in pursuit of. Right. kind of signs you up to know that, oh, this is a journey. Right. And, and there's the not thing. really an end. It's just like, who will we become and what work is required to get there? And I think there's a different appreciation for the work. An right. example is we watched this thing. Um, th- they had a round table of all these great actors. Robert De Niro, Jamie Foxx, um, Adam Driver, Tom uh, Hanks, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, yeah, right. And so they were doing a yeah. roundtable, and who was it? Uh, Tom Hanks. He said, "You know, if I have to do a comedy role, many times I'll go and I'll just give it a shot to be a comedian." So he just goes, kind of comes up with some material, goes to some laugh factory somewhere right. in the middle of nowhere, gets up on stage to see if he can land some punchlines and jokes. And I, we paused it like we always do. And I was like, Jordan, can you imagine like you get cast for a comedy and, you know, instead of just jumping in and like reading your lines, you actually want to learn or pursue the art of being funny. Right. So you turn yourself into a comedian and you do things that comedians do. Right. That is such a huge thing. Yeah, that's huge. And so like if we wanted to be famous like the royals, what would we do to pursue that? Right. Do you have to create a kingdom? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad example. Yeah. To colonize some places. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Think about it. If you want to be a world renowned speaker, what should you do? You should probably get on some stages and maybe take some acting classes, take some public speaking classes. Right. So instead of saying, Hey, my goal is by the end of next year to be a world renowned speaker. mm, I think you should do, of work before you decide to arrive at that goal. Right. And so maybe the goal is, or the goal slash objective is I want to at least get on one or two stages yeah. through this, this year and, and progress. Uh, but you're I want, pursuing, you're, pers- you're yep. in pursuit of this mm-hmm. thing because if I think if you say, Hey, I want to be, I, I just want to, you know, speak in front of people. Yeah. Right. And so you get into one stage and you speak in front of, you know, 10, 20, 20 whatever mm-hmm. it is. Are you done? Yeah. No, you did it. You did it. And so in the same thing for like weight loss, oh, I want to lose 15 pounds. Well, the reason why people have a yo-yo a, a, a kind of approach to their health is because they set these arbitrary goals. They hit them and then they stop. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. 
part of my goal or my objective is weekly. I want to yeah. be able to have eaten these types of things. I want to have this amount of exercise. I was joking with my team and I was saying, Hey, do you know how much time it takes for you to be in the best shape of your life? Mm -hmm. And what percentage of your, of your time? And they were like 40%, 60%. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I said, well, there's 168 hours in a week. If you work out five hours a week, that's 3%, that's 2.9% right. of your time. It's 3% of your time. And they're like, what? Yeah. 3%. But emotionally, it feels like you have 40%, 50% of my right? life to. So, but that presents people, that, that prohibits people from. Yeah going on that, that journey because they think it's going to take too much time. Yeah. Like, work. okay. So sticking with the health, like health right. is always a new year's resolution for us. Like we want right. to live healthy lives. Right. So this year I, I was just bored in the gym and I just found myself unmotivated. I realized that one of the things that brings me joy is to just switch things up. Right. So I joined Orange Theory and the thing about Orange Theory is they track your heart rate, your calories burned with every class. They send an email to me at the end of the year telling card? me how many calories I burned for the entire year. And it was astronomical. <laughs> and I was like, good fucking job, Janelle. Like, I mean, imagine if I didn't sign up for that, right. I probably would have went to the gym. I probably wouldn't have pushed myself. But it literally told me, like, let's just say it's, you know, I don't know, 980,000 calories that I burned this year. Let's just say, right? Million. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Well, would I have not done that if right. I didn't pay them money every month, right? If I had not been in pursuit of trying to just say, I want to work out in a different way this year and I want to try to keep it fun. And I was like, this is worth every penny for them yeah. to send me this end of year. Like, hey, look what you did. They didn't say, well, you only came three days out of the week on certain days and then other days you came five or six. They just said, here's what you did this year. Right. Imagine what you did, like that might've been, let's say 55 hours, right? 55 hours, I could have not gone to the gym. And then I think of all of the women that I coach and mentor that want to be in better shape, but they don't make it a priority. Right. I could name many of them that 55 hours, they didn't, they didn't put in that work. Right. And so they didn't get to pursue something like fun, enjoyment, moving their body. And then you don't get the goal or the benefit of burning a million calories. Right. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. That's and, awesome. and now, um, yeah, I'm even more motivated. So next year, watch, I'm going to beat that number. Yeah. And I think for people listening, I think it's important. Like what we're saying is, is whatever it is, be in pursuit of something. Mm. And I think part of the goal is staying aware and conscious of it. Yeah. Right. I think about like in, in business and, you know, anytime there's a sales objective or goal, the first thing I always go to is do people know, right? What like, the goals this are. is important, mm -hmm. right? Do, is there an awareness centered around this? And then what are the current behaviors around this thing that we're trying to do? Mm -hmm. And then once you create that awareness, then you try to make sure the behaviors are there. And so that you start to pursue you, you. I kind of think about it as, a, as like a, like you're, you're dialing something in, right? Mm -hmm. So there's like this meter and you're like, click, click, click. And yeah. now I got the right direction. I got the right awareness and I can go and achieve things. And then what happens is the behaviors improve over time. Mm -hmm. Before you know it, you far, you're far more capable than when you started. And then all of a sudden you have these progressional moments where you say, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. For example, you get a report card that says, look how, look where you started and look right. where you are. Well, to me, it's like, well, did I lose any weight? 
Well, maybe not, but I feel so much more fit. My endurance is there. I feel like a healthy person. Like, so there's so many more benefits than if you would have just said, I'm my goal this year is to lose 15 pounds. Right. So I don't know. It's something to think about. So let me ask you a couple of questions. We'll end it with this. And again, if you want to join the planning party for a business or for yourself, we'd love to have you. But here's a kind of a sample of some of the questions that we're going to walk you through. So I'll ask you, Eddie Copeland, what things brought you great joy in 2022? Um, well, definitely traveling with my family, Mm -hmm. right? I think (laughs) even after overcoming all the obstacles, yeah, even after uh, overcoming all those things, I mean, I think part of the joy was like having to have to fight for it, Mm -hmm. right? Having to go through all the hurdles to get there and then still being able to put all that aside and be in the moment and enjoy, you know, being, doing something new, something exciting, you know, and that that entire dynamic with our girls is as as it's ever changing and they're getting older, still being able to kind of just be in that moment that brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. So I have not done my reflection yet, like which is where I go through all my photos. I go through everything because I forget a lot of the stuff that we did. But I remember last year in 2021, October, we all got together as a family and we celebrated my brother's wedding. And before everybody said goodbye in New Orleans, we had my sister's wedding to look forward to this year. Mm. And so for me, the things that brought me great joy, like we were gearing towards gearing up for my sister's wedding that happened in October. But there was so much to do leading up to that. Right. So it's a bachelorette party in Austin. That's right. So many memories like the freaking pool was one hundred and four degrees. We put one hundred (laughs) and seventy five bags of ice in it. What the hell? That brought me great joy. Right. (laughs) Going to a henna party, which she married an Afghan man, like experiencing all this culture. We were with our family, had these beautiful outfits, like wonderful food. It was just so amazing. So for me, family was a big deal this year because we had so many family things to look forward to. And then I think the common thing for me was like we had so many new experiences. Yeah. Whether it was raccoons swimming in our swimming pool, whether it was you calling 911 on me and the right. stormtroopers, you know, storming through my house. We just had so many new experiences going to Italy. We vacationed with friends that we met last yeah. year on a whim. Yeah. We actually, Jordan and I visited New York and stayed with them in May this year. So we just did so many new things. Right. And I want that to continue going into 2023. Let's do it. Okay. What would you say, was there a theme that you set in 2022 or is there like a word that comes to mind? What would your theme be if you're putting a bow on 2022? Mm. I think I'll tag along, maybe because I'm being lazy, but I think it was the excitement for new experiences. Um, So that the theme of it was like something different. Mm-hmm. We, everything was something different. Mm-hmm. Italy was something different. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I, I officiated a wedding, which I've done before, it was very different. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I was a best man in a wedding. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I had never been a best man. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I, my cousin's wedding. Um, Brandon. But like this time I like hosted a bachelor party like mm-hmm. that was something different. Yeah. Right. And so. I think that was a, a big part of this year and and, I, and being able to connect with family that I hadn't connected with in a while. Yeah. You know. I think the reason why it's important for you to go back and reflect, which I'm kind of preaching to the choir right now because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, if I think about the theme for 2022, I think like, ah, oh, we were a little lazy this year. 
Like we weren't really on point with thinking outside of the box when it comes to business. So I could easily be down on myself and the mm. fact that we didn't move the needle where we wanted to move it. Right. But also there were a lot of victories and there was a lot of things that pulled us away from business, I think in a good way, yeah. right? So all the family stuff that we had. And I think that's important when you go through the planning party, we're gonna talk about that. Like looking at the reasons why you didn't stay true to your goals, it's not always something negative. Right. Like it could have just been a shift in priorities, but you weren't maybe in the moment enough to know like, hey, it's okay to parking lot some of these things because right now this season of your life is requiring something different. Right. Because I remember at one point you had, I think we both had, like it was something on the calendar like every single yeah. week. Someone asked me mid month in like May, like, hey, when can we get together? I said October 31st. Yeah. <laughs> and I was dead serious. Like from right. May until the end of October, it was October it was Halloween weekend. I was unavailable every right. single week. <laughs> Never in my life has that happened. And I, I was dead serious. Right. And so I liked being able to look forward constantly to something. But I also didn't like the fact that there was no freedom and I felt like I was living out of a suitcase most of the year. Right. So. But it's also because you're a huge contributor. And, yeah. when, I, and when I think that when I think of 2023, I think that we want to contribute at a great amount, which may create moments where there is no television to watch mm -hmm. because, you know, yeah. it's like, boom, we're on, on on track for something. And that that's okay. Like, yeah. like I, I think the one thing that I can say that I'm really confident in is that we know when we need to shift it in gear and say it's go time, yeah. right? Because we've done it before mm -hmm. and we know what type of energy it takes. I think now, because we've done something so often, so like I would say consistently, that we can do it with a le it being less um arduous or strenuous yeah strenuous yeah. like mm -hmm. it, like i think early on it was like oh my god this is so hard yeah right mm -hmm. so so what did you learn from 2022 uh people got their own problems and i can't control it oh so, okay right because mean? i think like we had family things that came up that yep. were other people's problems even our own family things mm -hmm. that is completely outside of our control mm -hmm. Right. Whether it be the kids, whether mm -hmm. it be family, like there are things that people are going to do. People are going to say, not say, do, behave. Right. That there were certain points where I felt myself getting emotionally charged by mm -hmm. because, you know, I want to have I wanted control over something right. that. I no longer have control over. Like I think about our kids. Like we're naturally fixers. We're fixers, and we want to get things done, mm -hmm. and then and we want resolution. Yeah. Right. We, we just okay. Let's get this buttoned up. Are we good? Mm -hmm. And and we we both are not. We don't hold grudges, mm -hmm. right? From a standpoint, like because of the fact that we want to clean. Like we're done. Right. Right. You know, if there's an apology needed, let's right. get that apology. Whatever it is. Right. And We're both, I'm a conflict pursuer. Like, right. hey, there seems to be something off. Let's talk about this. Um, and people are not usually good at that. Right. But you and I together are like, hey, can we squash this so we can right. move on? Like, right. to me, if we don't discuss it, then there's no closure. Then it's like it still lingers. That's just not how we operate. Yeah. And so I think we were, there were certain things that were happening with, you know, that I, I felt like I was getting too emotionally charged. And and I was I had to constantly tell myself you cannot control this, mm -hmm. right? Or other people, or other people. No, no matter what you say. And I think part of it is 
that we have been such effective communicators mm -hmm. that we feel that we should be able to communicate this to a point where they see a perspective, mm -hmm. they change, they do something different, yeah. right? And now, even with like, reflecting as our own children get older, like our our words don't have the same effectiveness that we want them to be mm -hmm. because people are going through their own journey. Yeah. Right. And they have to experience things. They, they And I think we've all been some in a place where we've closed off some certain communications mm -hmm. so that we like we want our own journey. Yeah. Right. And we may not be consciously saying I want my own journey. I want right. to do this my own. Mm -hmm. But it's like a necessary like birthright like yeah. you need to go through things on your own yeah. and i think that um for me I, that was my big learning. so this year we're just washing our hands of everybody that's why you've been hearing me say no, I, hey you know what that's you your have problem, been very, <laughs> that's your problem. you have been very much like telling me uh-uh stay out of that that's <laughs> yeah, not us and i'm like what because okay. I, because I just, ah, you can't change that I, just I, let it go let them figure it out let them learn on their own and i'm like okay um I'm going to decline the call. Then. Like, <laughs> I, Just because I, 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 I had a moment this year that I lost my temper and I was very upset mm -hmm. and I don't like getting there. Mm -hmm. And then I told myself, well, if you don't like getting there, then you need to find a way to say, hey, like that, don't involve. Right. Me. I, don't let people be your puppet master. Yeah. And I do. I, that's one of the things I just it gets under my skin when I feel like people control my emotions because mm -hmm. I know they do not. Right. And so when I feel myself get out of control, then I'm, I, it really bothers me. Yeah. So. Well, hey, that's a good learning. <laughs> um, uh, the next question. What was yours? Uh, what did I learn from 2022? <laughs> I mean, I think you you spent a lot of time on that. I'm Sorry, right there okay, with all right. you. Okay, good. I, I mean, I learned a lot about the fact that, um, here's the next question. Did you learn some things the hard way? And it kind of ties into what you learn in 2022. Yeah. And I would say that, our kids are at this age where they're wanting to be adults, mm -hmm. but they're still on our payroll. Mm -hmm. And that's a fine line of, mm, I know you like using the word adult, but then do adult things, then pay for your own life. And then there's conflict there. And so I feel like- Because they at, don't realize their consequences still cost us money. Right. <laughs> and so I think that that has been a hard lesson to just say, okay, well, I'm going to let that go. And I'm gonna let you figure it out. And then I, I, am I gonna have to be here to bail you out if you need it? Like, it's just a hard thing. Yeah. So I think we're in a hard phase of parenting. I, you know, can I reframe it? I don't know. It is difficult. I would say it's, it's difficult. It's difficult and it's different. And it's a different relationship because when you're, and this is for everyone, when you have kids in your house, you control them mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Right. If you don't want them to do something, you can just shut it down. Yeah. When they get older and they have their own you know, autonomy, you can't. And so that that transition for a parent of saying, well, they used to have to listen to me. Now they can actually like not even see yeah. me or talk to me. That relationship now, that dynamic changes. Right. And so you're trying to like where I know I am trying to like find out, okay, what's the proper amount of parenting? And mm -hmm. then what's the proper amount of just guidance? And then what's the proper mind of like, okay, let them figure it out. But I think we, I think in our defense, we do do a good job of like, okay, well, here's a suggestion. Here's some guidance. Do what you want to do with that. Yeah. But we still want them to do what we, <laughs> we I mean, think there is are certain eye. things where it's like, did you not see this? I don't <laughs> We I don't told understand. you that you should do this. Right. right? No. <laughs> so um, let's see. I mean, did you give up on your goals and the things that you'd set as far as New Year's resolution? 
before you even gave your chance uh, yourself a chance to succeed. And I would just say a lot of people do that. Like mm. you give up on, you know, hey, I want to make health a priority this year. And then come February, you realize you haven't gone to the gym and then it just completely gets scrapped. Right. And so I guess I would just challenge you if that was something that you did in the year of 2022, don't make that a habit mm. to just scrap your goals. Because if we want to say, hey, the goal is to be healthy, then let's be in pursuit of that. And yeah. it's okay to take breaks. It's okay if life gets in the way. But if you are a healthy person, then eventually it becomes a priority again and you jump back into fitness or wellness or eating healthy or whatever it might be. So I just want to say, like, don't give up on yourself before you actually give yourself a chance to win. People give up on their New Year's resolutions in February. And you got the whole rest of the freaking year oh to go. God. I mean, so many people, like, uh, most people know I ran I ran gyms for, uh, for a big gym like for 24 hour fitness for years. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, that is a hundred percent accurate. Like yeah. you are storming, busy, crazy January, mm -hmm. February, yeah. March starts to slide down. By the time you get to April or May, like people have lost all yeah. focus. Like, so yeah. And then anything after October starts to get cold, the gym's empty. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you, if you're listening to this right <laughs> now and it's now. October, November, December, of any year, you go to the gym now. There's nobody there. This is when, you know, summer bodies are built in the winter. Mm -hmm. That's why they say that, because no mm -hmm. one's ass is in the gym and you're just working on your winter fluff. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, I hope that this episode um, inspired you to kind of do some digging and self-reflecting for what things brought you great joy or what things you want to accomplish in the upcoming year. But give yourself the gift of reflection and the ability to just sit down and kind of like tie a bow on it yeah. and say, thank you for 2022. I learned so much. I grew so much. I accomplished more than I thought. And now I can take some of these things and experiences and learnings into the new year and set new goals. So yeah. again, if you want to join us for the planning party, it starts January 2nd. It's five days, quick things, um, challenges. And then if you've got a business and you want to put together a business plan for this year, then that's going to be the following Monday. So I hope this was helpful. We will yeah. see you guys in the next episode of the Push Podcast. Push through. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through